is uh, Storm Triple here with the Phil Lamar of, oh my god, the immense amount of work that you put in that we've all, all became fans of. It's just unreal. I mean, I could go down the list from Samurai Jack being my absolute all-time <laughs> favorite. Thanks, boss. Um, <laughs> uh, and not to mention He's your impact. pointing at me. I'm not even saying anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, your, your impact with, um, thanks, Wilner. Uh, with Green Lantern, um, not to mention, you know, your stuff on Mad TV, your theater with Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes, yes. I I was already like, Phil Lamar is pretty cool. <laughs> and then I saw Cowboy Curtis and went, oh. Yeah, I've been, I've been very, very fortunate to get to work with on some really amazing product projects and with some really amazing people. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so one of the things we wanted to talk about first and foremost is... Uh, from what I understand, you have a web series going on right now. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, um, I guested on uh, my friend Jason Marsden's uh, web series, Space Guys in Space, and the producers uh, approached me and said, would you be interested in doing one yourself? I'm like, uh, uh, okay, because it just never occurred to me. And uh, they had a writer named Tony Wallace who had this great concept. It's called Inside the Legend, and it was basically a two-person interview show where you interview characters from history, mythology, legend, like real and imaginary, you know. And we just decided to make it a two-person show where it's me and this woman, Vanessa Raglan, and we take turns either being the host or the character being interviewed. And all of the characters are not quite how you remember them. Okay. Like, you know, we did Beowulf, you know, the mythic old-time warrior as... Wrestler, I'm Beowulf. I took down Gorgeous Grendel. You know, and we did Oedipus as a redneck. Oh my! Because who else gonna be having sex with his mother? Oh, that is so apropos. So you know, and everything is a twist like that. Right, right. That's amazing. Good stuff. So, how would we find out about this web series? Where would um, we go to? Well, it's uh, we've got a website up insidethelegend.com, okay. um, where we post the new episodes. Uh, there's also uh, as part of the Epic Level TV YouTube channel. Uh, okay. Every Wednesday, there's a new one up there. Oh, sweet. You know. Okay, very cool. So check that out. Why was that your creation? Why Why did you go into Inside the Legend and like playing or playing around with history like that? Um, honestly, uh, Cindy Rice, the producer, and Tony Wallace had a list of ideas. Uh, I didn't have anything of my own that I was, like, burning to, to do. And they said, well, what, this is a couple of things that we've got. And, like, that made me laugh. I'm like, And it's funny because I remember thinking at the time, it's like, this has absolutely no, like, you know, crossover demographic appeal to the comic book. Like, I should do something <laughs> more superhero or cartoon or otherwise oriented to capitalize yeah. on the, the fan base I have. And I'm like, that just made me laugh. So, yet another in a long career full of non-marketing-based decisions. So. No, I was the guy sitting on the set of Pulp Fiction going, well, I guess they could try to sell it like a big blockbuster summer movie. Travolta, Bruce Willis, Uma Thurman, right up until the anal rape and the heroin overdose. Right, right, right. Then $100 million later, I, looked, you know, I was like, this is why I don't run a studio. Because I do not know. Well, I disagree because your your range in vocal acting is is phenomenal to me. Because I mean, I, I've, like I said, Jeff, Samurai Jack is the first thing that comes to mind. But the title character himself didn't do much speaking. What 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 
drew me to your work in that was the the other characters that you did. Uh, and this is me showing my nerd a little bit. Uh, specifically, episode, season two, it was uh, the Demongo episode where you put on this really high-pitched, and I, Demongo, your warrior's essence. I was like, who is this brilliant performer? And I was scanning the crowd. I was like, of course it's a film. Who else, who else would think to go from such, you know, stoic depth to, from Samurai Jack to this just evil for no good reason, Demongo? <laughs> now, I, I, I'm asking just for pure... pure Spanish reasons. Do you remember at all what inspired you to go that direction with Demongo? Or that was that was the character. Um, it's funny because I didn't do a lot of uh, guest voices on the show because uh, Gendy liked to keep it separate. And I also had such amazing, you know, guest stars. You know, we had John DiMaggio and Gray Delisle, and you know, Rob Paulson, Jeff Bennett, you know, Richard McGonigal, you know, who's on the Uncharted series, you know. You know, Kevin, David Allen Greer came in, you know, Tim Curry. You right, know. that was, oh, that was the episode of the work. Sorry. Yeah, and, I, and that's actually, I think that was the, um, the, the other one that I got to do yeah, a uh, guest voice. That was, was the other head. It was great to see, because obviously Tim Curry is instantly recognizable, his timber, but to see, to hear you match that was like, shit, he's awesome. Awesome. So it's just, it's very cool to see that. I mean, you you say that you didn't do a lot of secondary work, but the one, the characters that spoke to me, without knowing that it was you behind it, are the ones that stick out most. So please don't don't downsize yourself, especially when you consider there's great like the, the impact that your John Stewart has left on an entire generation of Green Lantern fans. Like, unfortunately, not on an entire generation of studio executives, but. Well, um. I got it, sort of, from a, you know, money standpoint, that a white lantern sells better than a black lantern. Although, I do think that that is... Cop out. Well, it's, it's old school thinking. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't believe we are in a post-racial America, necessarily, but I do believe that a lot of racial attitudes have shifted in such a way that what people think, I mean... People say, oh, you can't have a black leading character because white people can't relate to it. And then they won't watch. I'm like, that's that's not true. That's like saying, you know, men will never watch women, which they also say. They actually say that more, that you can't have a female leading character because men will never go to it. It's like, no, if you make it good, you know, if you make the character complex and interesting, you know, people will watch it, you know. Especially when you think about, because my argument has always been that the truth of it is, is that maybe not so much our generation, but the generation that's coming up that really is flocking to the movies right now, their main Green Lantern, for a lot of them, has been Jon Stewart from Justice League, your voice that you, you they've associated with Green Lantern. That's why it's even more of a cop-out. Yeah, no, and the thing was, after Justice League was on the air, Dennis Haysbert was going around trying to get them to do a Green Lantern. I mean, who would be more perfect wow. as John Stewart than Dennis Haysbert? He, he, he looks like the, the character, you know? And nobody would bite. I mean, a lot of it was timing, because comic book movies at that time were still seen as fringe. You know, it's like, well, Batman made money, but the rest of them don't. You know, but we're we're in a new a new time and a new world now. 
you know. Let me ask you, your choices, like how you have, how your career has gone in the voice acting and, and doing a lot of the animation and superhero stuff, how much of that is just the work that's come your way or work that you actually have seeked because it speaks to, like, your, what you're into? Um, it's mostly chance and happenstance. Because the thing is, as a working class actor, there's no choice. You choose to work, you know, and you can only work on the jobs that they give you. Now, once you get to Tom Hanks, you know, I'm producing this project that I'm starring in level, that's a different thing. Then you, oh, I'm going to option that book because I feel like that character, you know, most of us are not at that level. You get a bunch of auditions every week. You do your best work, send it in, and sometimes you get hired. Sometimes you don't, you know. Every once in a while, there'll be a character that, you know, really speaks to you personally. That doesn't mean you get it, you know. Um, is there any role that you went out for that you was like, wow, this this is me, and then they just weren't feeling it? Um, I thought I did a really good job on Aqualad for Young Justice because it, it was very complex, you know, that he had to have this foreignness to him. You know, but then when I went in to uh, record a, a guest part, I heard Kari Payton's, you know, audition. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I was much better. It was, it was much, much better. You know, he nailed it. So. Well, well, don't sell yourself short. Because, I mean, going back to Samurai Jack, there was, again, an episode in season two where it, it was the falling down the rabbit hole episode where there was a scene where Jack was playing the... First of all, it's, it's you, a black male, doing a Japanese guy's voice with a... British Cockney over top of it, which was just, my brain was like, oh, because both myself and Len are actors, so we understand the nuance of, of that kind of layering on top of a character, so, so please. I mean, that only brings me to my next point. Uh, talking about Pee-wee's Big Adventure, or Pee-wee's Playhouse, and your, your Broadway revival, oh, tell me more about that. Like, what, what, how, how deep-rooted is your past in theater? How, do you have any projects going on presently, and do you see anything in the future? Um, well, most of my theater is, <laughs> the answer to all of those questions is the Groundlings. Um, okay, the, the, major, the majority of my experience in the past, you know, other than college, uh, is going through the Groundlings program and being a part of the Groundlings main company. And the Groundlings is uh, a sketch comedy school and troupe in Los Angeles that, you know, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman came out of, Phil Hartman, Will Ferrell. Uh, Sherry O'Terry, Lisa Kudrow, you know, Kathy Griffin, like shitloads of talented people. Um, and I met Paul through mutual friends from the Groundlings, and that's how I got involved with, because we had done a show together called the Beverly Winwood Presents the Actors Showcase, which was basically a parody of an, of an acting class showcase show where they got a bunch of Groundlings alums, you know, seasoned character, you know, comedy actors, to each pick a character. Like, who is the person that you would least want to have to do a scene with in an acting class? You know, and then, like, you put all these people together, and, like, now this is the worst acting student in the worst acting class <laughs> making the worst choice in the worst scene they could have possibly picked. And there were like ten of us, and it's a, it's a, it was just the funniest show in the world. I think I've been in a couple scenes like that. 
And um, and so that's how I got involved. Uh, that's how I met Paul. And you know, when he was reviving this, he thought of me for Cowboy Curtis. And currently, I'm doing a show uh, created by another Groundling alum, Jordan Black, um, at the Groundling Theater Monday nights, where we it's called the Black version. Not nominally named after Jordan, but also the premise is there's uh, a group of five to seven uh, all-black uh, improvisers. We take a suggestion from the audience of a classic or iconic movie, and then we improvise the black version of it. The black yes. version. Yes. So, I mean, basically, we start off with an inherently racist premise and go down from there. Right, right, right. That's, yeah, it's, that's... it's wrong on so many levels every week. There's nothing wrong about improv. Well, you ain't seen this show. I love it already. <laughs> I love it already. It's, it's, I yeah. love it already. I love it, I love it. Was, was uh, doing people, that's your first time on Broadway? How was that? Absolutely. Uh, it was It was breathtaking. It was, uh, although what's funny is we had done the show in L.A. Uh, for about uh, two months uh, before, earlier in the year. Then in the fall, we came to New York. And at first, it was just like, well, I'm doing basically the same thing. But now it's on Broadway. Like, but it's sort of the same thing, except there's more stagehands and sitting around not doing anything because they're union. Um, but then once we had opening night, and I'm like, okay, now I feel Broadway. And it was, it was different. It, it was very comfortable. I, it was, well, having done it in L.A. helped, you know, because there's a big difference between professional, that level of professional theater and TV and film. Even film is much more relaxed, you know. And now I have a full understanding why we've always been impressed when somebody has Broadway credits, because that takes a shitload of talent <laughs> and work to be able to do that. I mean, there's no, there's no net. The show goes on. There's 700 sound cues, you know, in our 90-minute show. You mess up a line, you mess up a piece of blocking. The light ain't where it's supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. There's 600 more cues after that that are all messed up. Like, you have to be prepared, you know, in a way that in TV and film you don't. Right. And even in a way that as off the cuff as improv is, even improv doesn't doesn't even have that same energy. Right, because it's all so spont spontaneous that it doesn't... You very rarely have a, a crew of sound people behind you making sure that those cues are made. So, it, it, you you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's it's well one. That's part of the reason that it's very difficult to film improv. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like watching a tennis match the week after. Right. <laughs> like, okay, you, you don't get the immediacy. Um, but also, yeah, you can't be wrong in improv. It's funny because for the audience, there's just like, you know, they're working without a net. But for the actors, like, well, as long as you say yes, right. then what I'm saying ain't wrong. Right. As long as We're you. Cool. Exactly. You know. As long as you believe what comes out of your mouth, and I believe what comes out of your mouth, then we're kosher. I totally get it. I'm not going to keep too much of your time, and thank you for all the time you gave us, but real quick, because our Triple Nation will be... I wanted to do this part! <laughs> I will hand this over to Storm Triple to do this part. Right, so um, everyone, in Triple <laughs> everyone in Triple Nation gets a Triple designation. I, I'm Storm Triple, as I said. 
uh, Len here is Bat Tribble. Uh, the rest of us are Spider Tribble, Super Tribble, and Master Jedi Knight Tribble. So we, we ask, <laughs> it's good, right? Uh, what we ask is that everyone that interviews or is on our show or calls in or is a fan, think of their own Tribble designation. So essentially, like, where does your geek lie? Um, when we put out on our Facebook fan page that we would have the opportunity to talk to you, a lot of our fans were speculating as to what you would pick your triple designation to be. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna endow you with that impetus just yet. I'm gonna let you think about it. Okay. Huh. What would my triple be? Um, Is this like true to you? Did you like grow up with the comics and superheroes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big comic book guy. Um, and it's funny because I'm like. First, I think, well, Green Tribble. But the truth of the matter is, I was never a Green Lantern person. You know, that was I was not the Green Lantern reader. Um, Who you read, Batman? And you already got that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. For, for some reason, I don't know. Don't you? I think there is something black about Batman. Yeah. You know? He's got Negro tendencies. <laughs> Like, he ain't settled down with one woman. He always got something going on in the down low. Don't ever come to work. Right. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, they need you for the board meeting. Mm, I ain't failing it. Uh, What's that? Wake up, baby. Get up. <laughs> I was out last night. I can't go to no board meeting. Um, That's Batman, the black version. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Oh, my God. We've, we've never gotten Batman. That would be perfect. We got Silence of the Lambs. We called it, Why are You Eating People? <laughs> the other night we did Poltergeist. That was Tyler Perry's Granny's Ghost. Oh, no. Oh yes. No. That's, That's probably the only Tyler Perry I'd ever <laughs> <laughs> Uh... <laughs> My triple would be. I'm gonna say this because I kind of want you to pick it. You can't. Okay, all right, all right. I won't. Sorry. <laughs> I'm. I have to be samurai triple. Yes, I told you. I told you. Oh my god. That was the one that everybody thought you were gonna pick. Uh, so. <laughs> well, yeah, my my hesitation was like, the the meter ain't right. You know, to triple the jack, but like, but we all speculated Samurai Jack triples, so you're, at least we're on the same. Yeah, why triples? Because triples from Star Trek. I know, I know, I know, but, but why you pulled that from Star Trek? Because triples do nothing but procreate and give love. <laughs> you know, you can't really deny the adorableness of a triple, unless you're a Klingon, then you know, there's not really much. But either way, if you're a Klingon, you're still in the whole Trek. Nerd vein, anyhow. Right. So, and if you notice, even in trouble with tribbles, was a whole mess of tribbles rained down on Kirk, but there were no black tribbles. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple months ago, I met uh, Nichelle Nichols at a convention, and she told me the most amazing story. Because it's funny, because you talk about, I mean, geeks of color. She had done the first season of... Have you heard the story already? I know where you're going. Yes. Dr. The, King had to convince her to sing Yes, the show. you heard that one. I, last, is that just... Awesome. 
Well, and also it speaks to his vision that he knew that this thing, as marginal as it was, as geek culture was in that time, as sci-fi was at that time, and especially among people of color, it was like, hmm, it makes a difference. Having a black person in, in the future... Just the fact that we're there at all. Because right, right. they could easily just erase that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need them. Right. They went to their own planet. Yeah, they went to, yeah, Tyrock. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we can tell you about a DC comic. Wait, old school? Old school, 70s. Okay, right, that all the black people went to. Well, yeah, Tyrock. Yeah, yeah. They're calling the planet oh, Africa know, Centauri. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, come on, Ty, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bootsy Collins of the Legion of Superheroes. No, no, no. Well, no, Bootsy had more talent. Although, although he had, it, was a, it was a fine power, but that outfit. Yeah. It was, it was like Robin shoes and like David Bowie, you know, collars. It was like Klaus Nomi almost, but color. Right. We talked to Mike Grell, and he basically said that he didn't want to create Tyrod. It was like totally, he's like, this is so stupid. So that's why he literally gave him the dumbest costume he could come up with for the joint. Because as a matter of fact, when he came up with the costume, he had like a friend like uh, that was called Pinky Pinky Black. It's like this pimp from where he grew up and he showed him, he showed him the picture. He's like, yo, I'm just going to give him some old random bullshit. I was like, that is so epic. It's so epic, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So now that you've chosen your triple designation, we have to swear you in. It's an official, not cultish in any way. Like, don't feel obligated that way. But, you know, we are still an official nation. So <clears throat> you want to raise your right hand to Stanley and your left hand to DC and repeat after me. <clears throat> I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Phil Lamar, officially Samurai Triple. Samurai Jack oh, is, that, wait, is that cool? No, which, which, we gotta, I said Samurai Triple. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go what he says. Stay corrected. Whatever you say, Mr. Lamar, sir, right away, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank sitting with guys. us. We appreciate it so much. Um, so, so we mentioned uh, that, that you are a bit of a nerd, and what we need to do is induct you into the nation. Everyone that we've had on the show uh, becomes one of us. Uh, oh my goodness! Yes, yes, Tony yes. Todd it is, is official. He, Tony Todd is Shaka Zulu Tribble. Phil Lamar. Uh, Phil Lamar is Samurai Tribble. That he is. Oh man! Yeah, I am uh, Storm Tribble. Eric here is Master Tribble. Jay is Spider Tribble. Bat is or Bat is Len Tribble. Len. <laughs> It's Bat Tribble. Just like Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, right. Uh, and Randy, uh, our other triple, is uh, Super Tribble. So you kind of now that you've gotten a, an idea of where you can go with that, um, what would your triple designation be? Oh my goodness! I guess um, uh, what Jones Tribble? Jones Tribble. I kind of love that. I kind of love that. I, I, I just can you just wait a minute? Everybody, be quiet. I just need you to say that one time. Jones Tribble. <laughs> the, the, the diction. <laughs> the diction. The syntax is is exquisite. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I, 
I am. I'm. I'm actually. I. I I've actually moved. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jones Tribble. Yes. I, I cannot. I. I will. I, I. I will say it to a lot of people. So what's going on with you, Carl? Now that you uh, have, have recognized your tribbleness and have owned your tribbleness, this is official nation. We have to swear you in. There is an oath. It's a breakthrough for me. People <laughs> have known it, but I haven't come out um, until now. So I guess that's yes, <laughs> we just geek out at Carl Lumley on WURD. <laughs> I'm out. Yes, I'm out. I'll just try the black tribbles. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Feel free to tweet that to all of your followers. Yes. <laughs> In fact, for sound drop purpose, actually, no, we're going to induct you first. So I'm mm. going to turn this over to Master Triple, um, and he's going to swear you in officially. So here we go. Okay. All right. Now, what I need you to do is raise your right hand to Stan Lee and your left and your left to DC. So he'll be like, just, so, you know, put the phone on your shoulder or something. So my, my right hand to the state again. Raise your right hand to Stan Lee. Stan Lee, yes. Yep. And raise your left hand to DC. So east, okay. All right, and okay. now, you're, now no. you're going to repeat after me. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. Please repeat that before I say it. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome. Jones Triple to the One of us. One of us. One of us. That was epic, my friend. I need a dry chair. Yeah, for real. I need you just you just made us you just made a whole bunch of geeks very happy. Can I can I ask you to do a quick favor for me, please? Can you say this is Carl Lumley? Also known as Jones Tribble on Black Tribbles. This is Carl Lumley, also known as Jones Tribble on Black Tribbles. <laughs> I love your face. <laughs> I love your face. I love your voice. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting back into it. We are going to be casting. A Justice League movie. Now, the idea of this is because, you know, the Marvel Studios, they've got the Avengers movie coming out in um, in March. Excuse me, in May. Correct. And it's loaded with stars. you got Chris Evans as Captain America. You've got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. you got Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett oh. Johansson, unfortunately, as the as the Black Widow. What you don't like her quote unquote curves? No. Oh. Uh, curves. And you've got um, <laughs> fascinating. And you've got uh, what's the brother playing Hawkeye? Um, I forget his name, but the guy from Jeremy. Ah um, oh, man, I, I oh god, I'm gonna. I can find. I'm out. drawing a blank. And you've got Mark Ruffalo, uh, Rufio as uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Not Rufio. Rufio. Oh! Oh! Ruffalo. 
<laughs> as the Hulk, uh, as a third Hulk. Um, so we're trying to cast a movie. <laughs> Yo, the Hulk's been casted as many times as Batman and shit. <laughs> you know, how about that? So we're trying to cast a Bat, uh, Justice League movie that can conceivably compete with that. And everybody wants to see a Justice League movie. I would love to see a Justice League movie. However, I'm having difficulty picking who I'd want for certain characters. Well, I'm sure. Now, DC and Warner Brothers, they're well on their way. They're about to end their Batman uh, movie series um, by uh, Christopher Nolan with The Dark Knight Rises. Rises opening up in, uh, I believe, July. June. Oh, it's June? I think it's June. Right. So so they'll be getting that out of the way, which means that more, more than likely, if there's a Justice League movie, you'll have to recast Batman. Because you can't imagine Christian Bale is going to come back. Because a Justice League movie is probably not going to be able to see the light of day for at least another two, at least another yeah. two, three years. But they're well on their way. They released Green Lantern and with uh, Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> They are making Superman now with uh, Henry Convillo. They need to invent a time machine so we can go back in time and cast Tim Daly. Tim Daly? Yeah. Because he looks, you know, if he was younger, he could probably get in the gym and put that Kryptonian weight on. Maybe. Maybe. I can see that. I can see that. I do like your suggestion of Idris Elba for... John Stewart. Okay, well, well, there you go. So the ca- here's the cast of the of the Justice League. So somebody asked, I think Geek Trainer, is there a limit to how many you can put in this movie? And I told him no, um, but there needs to be equal parts men and women on both sides. Well, there's not equal parts in in there's, the Avengers. There's not equal part. There's not equal parts women in the Justice League. But what I'm saying is, if he picked oh, you mean equal parts as far as for with, the Avengers? I'm saying if he picked five members of the JLA or Justice League right. versus five members, any five members of the Avengers, because there's a okay. lot of Avengers. Right. There has to be, if there's one girl on DC, there's got to be a girl. There's got to be an, an opposite on Right. It's okay, got to okay. be polarized. Okay. But for the sake of argument, the, the, the Justice League of note that most people know, Jeremy Renner is the person that plays Hawkeye. Thank yes. you, uh, Eagle MC Squared Triple. He's like the Listening secondary voice. Intently. Yeah, he's in there like swimwear. He's our right? official sixth Wait, we're missing no J. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> J who? Is right there, right? What? All we need now is someone talking about cat. Or a drink about a triple. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the sake of argument and just to keep it kind of limited, you, you're dealing, I dealt with the, the, the core Justice League, like the what is known as the, the hard seven, which is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, um, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman and the Martian Manhunter. Okay. Okay. So on our flyer, I put down who my choices would be. Now this is solely my choices, so feel free to interject wherever. I'm cool with Henry Cavill, who they've cast um, for Superman. He was made his fame in the Tudors on Showtime. Uh, I'm cool with him. I don't like Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. However, for the movie, I say have ryan reynolds in the beginning of the movie but he said kill him off either kill him off or have him say yeah i don't have time to join a team and that's when you've got john stewart as the green lantern for the for the justice league and then you're right i vote for idris elba especially because when you think about idris elba has been in a lot of comic book movies he was in thor he's in the new ghost rider Mm -hmm. he's been in these movies he's fine there you go then then for uh, he's not an american though so Yes, yeah, so, so probably would, better in his would, case. If if you Michael, know, it's Christian Bale, I know. Trust me, I know. If Michael Jai White was, you know, good, neither is Tim Daly. 
Tim Daly is Canadian. All right, that's fair. That that shut you up. So for the Flash, why is it gotta be shut me up? Why can't it just be you had a valid point? Why you gotta come at my neck like that? I <laughs> like come on, I Aki Aki. Let's take it back to two thousand two real quick. Yep. You know what I mean, for the Flash, I have uh, Ryan Gosling. I love the idea of Ryan Gosling being in a Justice League movie. However, I would put him as Aquaman. See, I had him as Aquaman first, but then I went with um, uh, the, uh, the what's the guy uh, McKid from Rome. Kevin McKid. Kevin McKid. I put him as Aquaman. I think he's got that look. He's got the look, but Ryan Gosling has the presence. That gravitas. Yeah, because and it's not to say. Because I've been a fan of Ryan Gosling for a really long time. Uh-huh. Um, shut up. I, uh, I've seen him do more comedic work. So he does have the ability to be that fast-witted, you know, Barry Allen kind of flash. But I don't know if he would do it as well as a, as a job as, I hate to say this, but Ryan Reynolds of course, is I a would. perfect flash. Yeah, but you, but you can't do that now. Because he's already been green. Why not? What's his face? Was um Chris Evans. Yeah, was Fantastic Four. He was the Human Torch, and now all of a sudden he's Captain America. I'm the not reason, supposed to know that. The reason being is because Fantastic Four wasn't a Marvel Studios movie. That was it, it was a Marvel movie. It was a Marvel property, but it wasn't a Marvel Studios. Okay, movie. Okay, well, and everybody's forgetting. That movie, the, the, Warner Brothers and DC it, made Green Lantern to as as a springboard as a springboard oh, for Justice League. That's a shame. So because I, they've done that, you can't. While I would love to look at Kevin McKidd in the Aqu- in the Aquaman costume, I think for the star power, Ryan Gosling would be able to put more butts in the seats. But that's why I have him in the Flash. He's, I don't know if he can be funny like that, though. But I think more kids would want to be the Flash. Therefore, why not have Ryan Gosling in that role as opposed to Aquaman? I just, Who would you rather be, E, Aquaman or the Flash? Flash. Thank you. Just because E agrees with you don't make you right. Just He's Master I would Dribble. rather be the Flash. He's Master Dribble. <laughs> Yeah, because like I don't want to. Who wants to? Like who really wants to be Aquaman? Like Aquaman really doesn't want to be Aquaman half the time. Yeah, he's like Damn. I'm not in the water. I'm cold. I'm wet. It's all these dolphins keep me company. Ain't no merwomen around. Like exactly. What's the big right. I mean, I'll, I'll take it just to. Have okay, it. I was wrong. Tim Daly is American. Ha! He was born in New York City. Equal MC squared. Get off no, Wikipedia. No, 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 I cast John Hamm from Mad Men. I don't. I've never watched it. I don't know who he is. I would love for someone. Did you see Bridesmaids? No. I would love for someone somehow to find a guy that looked like Bruce Wayne and then just had Kevin Conroy do all his ADR. <laughs> okay, but we're that not, would make me happy. <laughs> but, we're, but we're not. Are you familiar with John Hamm? Uh, I don't he, know him now. Okay. Well, he, 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 you can pull him up on. Um, on 
Can't Google. equals can't e equals MC squared triple like beam that shit into our brains. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that possible? He's beaming it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he uh, he. Is that John Ham? John Ham, H A M M. J O N. He if you, especially if you see his um, him perform as Don, Donald Draper in the AMC series Mad Men, which is a period piece. He is Bruce Wayne is he? in this in this show. He, he he he. I mean, he just he just exudes spoiled yuppie with a, way too much. Oh, time he's, just, on his he's a spoiled dude, but he's got like deep deep demons just running through him. He's 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 a he's no joke. He's dark. Yeah. He, oh, dark is not the word. He's African American. <laughs> really, he's colored. <laughs> Fascinating. Now, but, now, you know, I don't know how you may feel about those choices. Those are my choices. But my two controversial choices for the role of Martian Manhunter, Ray Stevenson. Because, I'll take it because I don't see him talking a lot through this. Through this, uh, I always thought Martian Manhunter was black. I always thought John Jones I was that black. Too. But. Yeah, like I would put like a soul to put like an African man in there. You know what I mean? Like just to. I don't know the rock or somebody. Like. No, no, no. I would put um. Oh, what's that actor's name? He was in uh, Hidalgo. He played Al Jazeera's. Um, <laughs> Samo uh, Thomas hit us up on Facebook and suggested Mike Epps as Green Lantern. Oh my God! <laughs> Fail, dude. Yeah. No <laughs> like, Fail, dude. Man, if you don't, Avengers don't get your. Man, you don't see this green stuff? I'm shooting at you. <laughs> this is power. Well, you know. For the for the Martian Manhunter, I would cast for body type primarily and for that exuding that that cranial the, that cranial thing, Batista from World uh, wow. from Wrestling or Kane. Yeah, just I'm, get a big old dude. Yeah, but they're not even like in shape like that. See, but Kane is not in shape like that. Batista is is yeah, is he's a, a, he's a beast. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, and, like and he wouldn't birds. have to talk much. You know what I mean. You know, then you could get somebody with the ABR. He has personality. Like I would, you know. John Jones had his merits. Yeah. Like even though he was one of the lesser members of the Justice League, he definitely like held his spot. Like there was no question whether or not. You know, that's why you can't just give the role to anybody. Right. But and then maybe Batista. Maybe I I think I've seen Batista acting in some film. Uh, I don't think he was bad, but I don't think he was given much to do. Maybe he could, you know, step step to the plate and. uh, because, but the thing is, Peter Mensa. Peter Mensa, that's who you would cast as um, Martian Manhunter. Yes. Okay. All right. That's not a bad, not a bad choice. Here's the country. Three hundred Avatar, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I would, I would definitely because you want to talk protruding forehead and deep rooted presence. Okay. Here's the controversial controversy, and here's where you're going to kick my butt. My choice for Wonder Woman, for star capacity, put butts in the seats and shake things up. Beyonce. <laughs> Where are you going? Where are you going, Kennedy? Storm Triple has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. Storm, come get back here, Storm. Yeah, you 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 definitely cleared the you screwed the pooch on. I screwed the pooch on. Yes, you did. I don't know if we'll ever get her back. What uh, what do you think about that, E? Uh, I think that's horrible. <laughs> I, I gotta admit. Why? I mean, I'm not the hugest Beyonce fan. You know, she me has neither. her marriage. She does her whole me thing. Me neither. Not at all. But for Wonder Woman, me personally, I would go with an unknown. 
I, there, I, there, I couldn't come up with a name about, yo, you'll do Wonder Woman justice. Like, it would have to be an unknown. You know what I mean? I'm like, not putting these headphones back on until you apologize to not only me for that, <laughs> not only to the rest of the Tribbles in this very room for that, but the Tribbles and the potential Tribbles that are listening to us right now. How? The millions upon the, millions. The millions and millions of Tribble Nation. You are, I can't. And she's gone again. <laughs> no, she's coming over here. She's, oh. she's, what is it? You lost a stripe for that. I lost a stripe? Yes. I've been demoted. That's what that I was. I have two stripes in my hand. Oh, man. Ow, yeah, you Double did. Double snatch. You've lost two. I'm not putting this head... I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm not playing. I'm not sitting down. Let me explain. I'm, no, you ain't got to explain <laughs> nothing. How dare you? How dare you when there are... Then there's a plethora of untapped talent out there of actual... Amazon chicks that are, you know, ambiguously Greek-looking in appearance and also, like, staunch and tall and all that stuff. And can, I don't know, maybe act? Hear me out. Beyonce will put butts in the seats. She will show... She will be... It will be blind casting because everybody is, is expecting... This, you know, somebody line casting doesn't somebody mean like bad casting, Len. Make her vixen. If she's got to put butts in the seats, give her vixen. She don't get Wonder Woman. She doesn't. She doesn't. You can't. I can't. Like, I. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. She's that speechless. Okay. Now. I, my 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 brain hurts. You broke my brain, dude. I broke your brain. Here's another piece of controversy. Sean Pryor. I'm not sitting down till you apologize. I'm not gonna apologize. Sean Pryor. If you disagree, you disagree. Then who's your, who's your selection? I would go with someone I've never heard of before. Someone who's like six two and. You gotta you gotta come with it. You gotta come with a solution. I, again, I, I would go with an unknown. Solutions. That's an ambiguous. Solution. No, it's not an ambiguous Sean solution. Pryor, you don't have anybody. You cast somebody. We're casting the film. You can't just say I'm going with an unknown cast. Why not? Why People can't you go with an unknown? Yes, because you, you don't want to go with a real Who's the unknown? Who's the unknown? We're we're setting the cast now. Freaking Belzy Hackett from New Zealand. I know, right? No, <laughs> what? She Rufus plays Wallace Jr. Yeah, she plays we're casting, freaking rugby on the New Zealand a, women's professional rugby team. I don't a Justice know. League, we're casting a Justice League movie, and it, it does not involve compete. Beyonce. We're casting a Justice. It doesn't involve. Beyonce, I should, I can't, I want to hurt you right now. Like, you don't understand. We're casting a Justice League movie. And she has nothing to do with it. To compete, to compete with the, um, with the Avengers movie. Okay. The Avengers movie. So you don't add one crappy broad to compete with another crappy broad. That's unacceptable. The point is. The headliner roles in the Justice, in the Avengers are Iron Man, Captain America. Don't talk softly and try to bring me down because you have enraged me. How dare you be passive-aggressive about this? The headliner roles in the Justice League are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. You cast a big old Amazon corn-fred middle American broad that can do it and not some silly country, big-booty, camel-marion. Sean Pryor from Action Lab Comics hit us up, and he sent in his, his idea for the cast of the justice league movie now for superman he agrees with henry cavill for green lantern uh he likes the idea of john stewart but he doesn't like idris elba he will put in tay diggs 
Tape Dix is a little short, but okay, I'll go with that. For oh, four- now you're concerned with high continuity? You no, but, but, but I'll go with it. But I said I'll go with it. For the Flash, for the Flash, he, 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 he cast, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I Ooh, like that. I'll take that. I do like that. Um, if he would accept a small role, he, he wants to see uh, Aquaman as a small role and uh, cast Chris Pine. Um, yes. For Batman, he cast from 300 Gerard Butler. Mm. I don't know if as he's Batman. To, yeah. Mm. Uh, I need. I need. His, I, don't, I don't know that face. I don't see that face as Bruce Wayne. No. As long as he has a face, I have a place. Okay. For Martian Manhunter, he would cast Idris Elba. For, okay. For Wonder Woman, because there is no one else that can play this role, she's tough and she can actually act, and when the time is needed, she can also be sexy without being sultry, he would cast the star of the highly underrated film Haywire, Gina Carano. That's the, the yeah. MMA broad. Yeah. I'll take her over Beyonce. So far, this dude is getting more points than you, Len. You need to give up the. You need to get out your seat. <laughs> You're done. You're flagged. I am shocked and appalled. Harumph! 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 <laughs> now I thought you would you would, you would go for the idea of casting an African American as one. If she was good. Okay. All right. You can't even argue that. Like Beyonce's garbage when it comes to film work. She ain't even that good. She wasn't bad in Gold Member. No, she was really bad in Goldmember. I didn't think she was that bad. No. Did you think she was bad in Goldmember? She was okay, but she wasn't, like, great. No, I'm not saying she Please, was great. I'm not going to say she was horrible. It's because he's but being diplomatic. Like, because, yeah. listen. She was better than Gina Carano. Uh, that's. Would you say that? Wonder Woman is only pretty no. because she's Wonder Beyonce Woman. Beyonce was better than Gina Carano? G- than Gina Carano in Haywire. In acting in, in, in acting wise, no, I would not say. That. So it has been spoke. So it has whatever the hell he say. So it has been spoken. So it has been said. So it shall be done. Beyonce is not to step within five hundred yards of Justice League, the concept, let alone the set. Whenever they film it, I I can't even, dude. <laughs> Saying that my choice for going with the unknown is unacceptable. It is acceptable. <laughs> Look at you. I'm going to New Zealand, and I'm going to scout. Be like, form a line. Who wants to be Wonder Woman? And see if, not that they all sound like that, but see if that's what pops up. I am. Everybody, it's your boy, Jay Rich, the Spider Tribble. And we're here to review Wonder Woman. All right, so check it out real quick. We're going to run around with everybody, give like one or two sentences of what you thought, and how many tribbles out of five you will give this. We will start with Len. Okay. Um, Uh oh. You asked for it. Don't start with Len. We don't want to start with Len. All right, we're going to go 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 on a positive (laughs) note. (laughs) Randy. Yo, that was. Bananas. Yeah, yeah, bananas. Loved it. Loved it. Chris Pine is the shit. <laughs> I love Chris Pine and everything he does. He killed it. How many triples? Seven. So we will. Uh, I'm gonna go four point five. All right. Before I give it to Len <laughs> and and hear his 
tirade. Before he drops uh, yes. all of this down. Yes. Uh, average. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I went in concerned because of not it's saying that of, of DC's overall track record. And and only reason why, only reason why is because overall, the man to me, out of all the DC films, Man of Steel was my favorite. Then I, I would actually say this is like right there on, on the same level. I There was just the end battle just didn't do it enough for me as Man of Steel did. I really like the end for, of Man of Steel. But I would give this a three and a half out of five. Now to the hate. Yo, this is um, this is DC's best movie that they have done by far. It's their best movie. Yeah. Um, but that's damning it with faint praise because their other two movies have been, you know, uh, you know, well. Three. No, four, Suicide Squad. No, you said there are other two movies. All right, well, come on, man. Pump your brakes. You don't even know what the f*** you're talking about, No, man. I know exactly what the f*** oh, I'm talking God, about. Because yeah. anytime you come out of a movie that's called it. Wonder oh, Woman no, and two people, the first person they hyping up is Chris Pine, you know that there's a problem. No, so, so, you know, he was so f***ing awesome that he outshined Wonder Woman. And she should not be outshined by the male lead in in her movie, nor should she be outshined by all of the other women in her movie, which she was in this film. And I'm not even going to start because I'm going to wait till spoilers till we get to what was absolutely the worst part of this movie. And that if there was another certain female triple here right now, she would have blew this joint the fuck up and she would have had a right to. This joint only, only, only gets two and that's just because of chris pine and because of connie nielsen and robin wright that's it like i said i was the the reason why i was so impressed with chris pine is because i fucking love chris pine yeah and you know he was he was the, the you know, he was the comedy in the whole thing chris pine makes everything funny to me like even when he's being even, cool. yeah, even when he's being serious or like semi-serious or cool like when he was in the pool like, he looked kind of high, and he was just like, oh, this is some good-ass water, baby. <laughs> like, they had that. Like, whatever they did to him, he was feeling good. Yo, he, just, he had me laughing the whole he time. He had his toes the, up. Yeah, I mean, he in the water. Like. The little the thing with the watch, the whole yeah. discussion with the watch, that was brilliant. I fucking love that. She's like, what is that? She's like looking at it like, he's like, is she looking at my... <laughs> oh, the lines. Yeah, the, oh, the lines, dude. The the Listen, I have to say, they're... they're Chemistry was on point. Their chemistry, I At the end of this movie, Wonder Woman, which is about everything that Wonder Woman represents. The whole movie is talking about what Wonder Woman represents, about peace and bring it, bringing it to mankind and everything like that. But the only way she musters up the strength to beat the big bad is because her man died. That shit was fucked up. That was when that happened. I said this movie, which at that point was still f-ed up, but was riding with a three, dropped down because that was bullshit. That was bullshit. You do not do that in this movie. Why not? She had she had enough reason. 
she had enough reason with you saw her the whole time during during the during the movie seeing how the germans were killing people and the, and the americans were killing people she was feeling ambivalent about how steve was getting down in this war along with the germans she was peeping that whole shit. she then she kills the bull realizes that oh shit, this shit is bigger than this steve tells her that shit. okay so she at that point all of that is realizing in her head. Aries is fucking monologuing the same, exact same thing to her while he's busting up her fucking ass. But no, it's only because her dude dies that now she's oh, she's the strongest fucking chick in the world and can beat this motherfucker. That was bullshit. Why is that bullshit? Now, if she is a hero and she has something to fight for, if she just, I want to go be a hero, I want to help people, she's she wants to do that. She did that in coming out the foxhole and no man's land and all that shit. Right. But if I'm in the fight of my life, I'm fighting the big boss and I'm down right now. Right. The ref is counting. I'm hearing the fucking numbers. Right. And I'm seeing the the soldiers that came with us and they're out of bullets and they're like, fuck it. If we go out, we about to go out. And I see my man, and he got the plan, and he taking care of the poison because I didn't want to go do that. So he wanted to do the poison because he wants to help people. And then he loves me, and that's the person I care about. My first love, the first man I ever saw, my first piece and everything. I see that <laughs> motherfucker die, and I can't get a second win from that. I can't, I can't feel his wind underneath my wings. You know what I mean? Like, she can't see the only nigga she ever cared about die for other people to save other. Now, personally, me, I just would have shot it on my way out the plane with a parachute. Yeah. But I guess he wasn't thinking all that. And he needed to die to give her the muster to get up and beat Ares. So if his death is going to cause that motivation for her, then yeah, sure. She ain't save his life and pluck him from the ocean just to watch the motherfucker die. But that's what happened, right? So yes, now I got my second win and I'm back in the fight. Yes. Let's see. Yes. Whether or not. Susan. Wait, wait. Should we pray first? Should we touch and agree? Should we touch and agree? Let's see if Susan hears us. If Susan is hearing us, then she'll start talking. And that I I am hearing. Yes. Man, he answers prayers. How are you, Susan? It is so good to hear you because somebody, some people in here thought Lynn was a liar. I'm not going to point any fingers, but people in here were not believing in my captain. That's all I can say. I am glad to hear your voice, Sue. How are you? I'm well, and he's not a liar. He is telling the truth, and I should tell. Okay. Awesome. That's true, because she's got the lasso. Amen. Exactly. Yeah, I got Wonder Woman by my side. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. (laughs) All right. This is tripping me to freak out. It is. (laughs) Okay, so wait a minute, so wait a minute, so wait a minute. So let's give her her propers. Let's give her her propers. Okay. The. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Black Tribbles for the first time. A woman, as we noted before, previously on Black Tribbles, <laughs> a woman who has been Wonder Woman longer than anyone outside of Wonder Woman herself. She is the voice of Wonder Woman that has thrilled a nation of fans for numerous years in justice league justice league unlimited justice league doom and now will next be heard in injustice 2 ladies and gentlemen of triple nation i want you to put your hands together for a person who is eagerly awaiting her moment to become one with the nation 
It is Wonder Woman herself, Susan Eisenberg. Welcome, 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 welcome. I feel like the theme music, John. Dun dun dun. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank no. Thank you. Thank you. She's like nerds. <laughs> That's us. Thank yes, you for I joining love, us. I, oh, it's my pleasure. And honestly, it's like you know, I love it. I mean, I just you know when you when you voice this character and she's so beloved, um, you you reap that you reap that love wherever you go. And it's um, I can't tell you how much it, it, it's such a privilege to be able to do that day in and day out, especially now that it's her seventy fifth. Right. birthday and and being a part of that in in a very small way but being a part of it um you know it's it just has been an incredible gift i can imagine you so nerd, nerd nerd away is my point nerd away. Yay! <laughs> hey susan says right <laughs> yeah. what you asked for right right um but you're, you're talking about how you're um a part of it in a small way and i guess if you go over the whole totality of 75 years maybe it does come up to you know just maybe a, a third of it uh, perhaps but i uh i mean it sincerely for a lot of people you can w- see as many movies as you want of batman and you can see uh uh, uh michael keaton all the way up to christian bale but for many people, the voice of Batman in their head is Kevin Conroy. Yeah, when absolutely. I, when I when I read a Batman comic, I hear his voice. Exactly. Always. And, absolutely. And when for a, a ton of people, when they are reading Wonder Woman comic books, when they see any image of Wonder Woman, whether it be drawn by Bruce Tim or drawn by John Byrne, George Perez, or whomever, when they see Wonder, when they even see the Wonder Woman trailer. And they just see Gal Gadot walking up there. They see Linda Carter there at the United Nations accepting awards. And they go to the mic to open their mouth. They're listening for Susan. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's, not, that's, not, that's not my Wonder Woman. She I don't know sound right. That was, mm, she must have a cold or something. Yeah, it's something going on. <laughs> you need a lozenge? Oh, Hold up, Wonder Woman. I got you. <laughs> no, that's, you know, listen, that's. I mean, thank you. That's such a lovely compliment, and and you know, and I and I appreciate it because I know with Wonder Woman she's been so underrepresented mm-hmm. in the media and you know in movies and in everything really. And so there aren't a lot of movies you can point to or TV shows like with Batman or Superman. And so I think for a lot of people, having the animated Wonder Woman kind of kind of kept that character alive. Um, between Linda Carter and now Gal Gadot, so I I I, I appreciate you saying so, and it's um, you know it's not something I take lightly. I I know that for a lot of fans who grew up on the Justice League, their introduction to the character was through the show, and you know that's that's extraordinary to me. Um, and I thank God for the fans because they they recognize it more than anybody. I mean, it, it's so true. Like, the fans are are just such a gift to me because they're the ones who are the most vocal about that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just humbled by it because they're they're so loyal, and um, you know, it means the world to me. 
So, so sorry. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still tripping here. Um, so when you're out, right? You're you're Susan. Yeah. You're you're going to the grocery store, picking up right. you know ingredients for for dinner because you and Kevin Conroy are besties, and you hang out once a week. I don't know, whatever. And um, you're at the the checkout, <laughs> and you know you're ringing. You know the guy speaks to you, or the person speaks to you. Hi, how you doing? You're like hi. Do you ever get recognized? Like, do people look up? Like, hold, what? what? Hang on, you sound like. You know what? I don't, and and only when I, if you will, like, put on the voice because as much as I mean, if you were talking to me on the phone, as I'm talking right now, and as we are doing right now, actually, would you immediately know that this was Wonder Woman? No, no, I, I, right. I, I no, but I, I would have thought. Voice actor would have been, you know, obviously some type of spoken word or whatever. I would have thought that you were in poetry or, or voice acting or maybe voice over work, whatever. Perhaps not Wonder Woman right away, but I would have been like, you speak for a living. I can, <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> you talk, don't you? Well, so, I, I do get that quite a bit. I do. I do. Especially at the Comic Cons. And no, so I, I don't ever get recognized unless it comes up in ca- conversation. I, I, um, met this guy who was a barista at Pete's Coffee out here in California, and he was my barista for like a really long time. And um, turns out he was a huge, huge Justice League fan. And once we'd known each other for about a year, we were talking one day and over lattes, and he said, "What do you do?" And I told him, and I have never in my career seen somebody react that way really finding out that i was the character in a show that he loved with all his heart and um and then of course every time i spoke to him he was you know for like the next six months it was like hello hello (laughs) you know (laughs) he would just like tune out but if i put it on it's fun to see people react to it especially when you know people come up to my table at a comic-con and they'll say can you do the voice and what I tell them to do is turn around and close your eyes, and then I do it. Because if I do it when they're staring at me, I think it's kind of distracting yeah. that I'm, you know, blonde and green-eyed as opposed to brunette, and I don't look anything like Bruce Timm's um, Diana. <laughs> you know, so I think that could be like, huh? But if they turn around and they close their eyes and they're just listening, then I think the effect comes through, which is nice. So, so are you gonna do it or not? We over here like <laughs> we, all, we all we all turned around, we all closed our eyes. Like I'll save it to the end. Okay. Yeah, she's gonna. She, yeah, she'll she'll all save right, it for right, when she right. you know becomes one with. You know the big finish. Yeah, yeah. Good but, lord, I feel like I need a cigarette. But but that's <laughs> a lot. This is a lot. Let's, let's go back in time a little bit because from what I understand, I believe the Justice League. Uh, cartoon series actually debuted it's right it's amazing debuted like 15 years ago november already. 17th yeah. 2001 wow yeah yeah that's it, this is our anniversary and you know it's been um again it's been incredible to see the outpouring from the, the fans and the appreciation and um i'm not quite sure that the studios and the com- you know the the movie companies or dc that they even know how much impact the show had. And I think that the the fans being as vocal as they are and appreciative as they are, um, it's it's stunning. I mean, it's stunning. And everyone who worked on the show, 
is a fan of the show. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we loved the show. We knew that it was something special when we were doing it. We certainly know it was something special now that it's been done. I bet. And, and we've never been reunited um, since 2006. So it's, um, you know, it, it just holds a very, very special place for all of us. So, so going back to that, to the beginning of the yeah. of the series. Now, were you already a? Um, you were already in the business. You were already doing some voice acting at the time yes. th- th- that you uh, got the call for the audition. But were you already a fan of Wonder Woman, or, or was this um, your really like your you know, first true imp- introduction to her? It wasn't my first introduction to her because I grew up with Linda Carter, so I, I knew Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I, but I wasn't a huge comic book fan. I wasn't a cartoon fan. So I had to educate myself, and I had to, like, it was like on-the-job training, gotcha. if you will. But um, I had done some work. I had definitely done commercials and um, some animation, but I'd never been a series regular on a TV show before like I was with the Justice League. So it was really scary and intimidating. Um, like the first two years. No, <laughs> the first like, you know, six months. I mean, it was it was really hard walking into that and feeling I had to gain confidence. I really did because um, I was very, very, very nervous for quite a lo- long time. You know, because it, there, there was such power, you know, everyone was so good. And you just wanted to be as good, and you wanted to feel like you belonged in the room, and that they that they made the right choice because so many people auditioned for that character. Um, you can imagine she's so iconic and so beloved, and there's not an actor out there, an actress out there who wouldn't want to voice her, and 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 that's true today too. So, you know, you, you I was so so grateful and so so scared. Were there any names in the room or people that you know of that were up and running that names that we might know that you actually beat out? Like it would be like it was like, like really cool to hear like, you know, you know, like you beat out Sharon Stone for like the voice of one. <laughs> no, I don't think Sharon read for the part. But she was like the only one who didn't. Um no, but, <laughs> you, know, you know you you know how many guest stars we had on the show, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Through Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. So there was rarely an actress to come through those that studio as a guest star who did not tell me at one point or another, I, audi- I, I auditioned for Wonder Woman. And you're like, ha ha, got it! So, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, you know, listen, it's, it, it's, it's a very competitive business, and, um, you, you know, and the fact that they were even in the room to be a guest star, that's huge in and of itself. Mm. And, you know, it's not like I take for granted that like, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. It's like, you know, I, I had to prove myself. I mean, they, you know, working for Bruce, Tim and Andrea Romano, I mean, they're legendary and they have been around the business a long time. This was so not their first rodeo, but it was mine. And so, you know, there was, you want to be professional and um, you want to prove that they were right in choosing you, but you know, it's also, you're scared. And it's it's nerve wracking. Speaking of that kind of an experience, um, 
basically when you walk into something like that when you're you know so inexperienced and you're walking around these veterans what is it that you think you added to your audition that you know like got you the nod you know what i mean because like i know you were you know so intimidated but like and you had to build your confidence because especially since you want to do the character you know justice like what is it that you think you added to your pardon the pun (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah so like what do you think that you put into it too you know what's so great i can answer that question from the source because bruce has been interviewed about the hiring of me and he and so this is his word that he used um and he said that one of the things that decided it for him was that he felt i had a vulnerability when i read Mm. Um, you know, little did he know that it was just fear. But no, he 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 he, he heard the he heard a vulnerability in my performance that he hadn't quite imagined for the character, but I think resonated for him for the character. I think that really resonated, uh, especially in that first year of the show, because, yeah. because yeah. that first year of the show is really Wonder Woman's, just you know, coming two man's world right you know yes. what i mean so and, and and that's why it was so perfect because the the fear and the um anxiety and the excitement that she experiences was all you know they were all things i was experiencing being in the room and you can hear it if you go back to that first season you can really hear it in my voice first of all i sound you know those first few months i sound very very young um i don't know that i quite found her voice until about six months in, that I really felt a comfort level with, again, finding the voice so that at any given moment I can feel like I am her. Um, but that didn't come right away. That that had to develop. And it, it did develop. Yes. Because you are <laughs> Thank you. Let anybody tell you different. Now, you you, you know, we, we could go on and on and on about the whole Wonder Woman th- thing. Uh, I, I saw an interesting um, line in a recent interview that you did in The Hollywood Reporter where, mm-hmm. you know, they asked you, and I'm sure you've been asked uh, ad nauseum about the whole kind of unspoken subplot in the show uh, about the romance between you and Batman, there were allusions to it all the way. But you marked it in there. You you made a reference to what's going on in the comic books right now and that Wonder Woman is dating Superman. And you made a reference to how you're not really feeling that. Right. Because right. In the 52, I, I didn't feel it because it just felt... Only because I just... I grew up watching Superman and Lois. And, and I should say that it's not as if they need to be paired up. Um, right. It's not like Wonder Woman needs to be with Batman or Superman. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this character is that she was created as a solo entity, you know, not as somebody's sister or aunt. I mean, mm-hmm. she is in and of herself the singular character as equal to Batman as she is to Superman. But um, because it was written into the show, I mean, it wasn't something that Kevin and I just decided, wink, wink, let's play the romance. I mean, it was in the script, and it, it, was, it felt good to me because of the way it was written. And again, it was just a flirtation. It wasn't, like I joke, it wasn't like they were picking out houses in the suburbs. I don't think anyone needs to see that. But it was, it was so sweet how it was set up where she likes him, he likes her, she knows he likes her, but he doesn't want to admit it. And, you know, just that whole wink-wink to the audience, and I, I just 
it was another aspect of her personality that was just so much fun to play. I, I just remember the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, what? Of course. Of course. Duh. Right. And Why has this not happened you, yet? <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. It's only happened, I think, one other time um, in a in a comic book. And so it's, it's it hasn't been touched upon. And, you know, I think they... I'm not sure what will happen with the Justice League movie um, and what's going to happen, you know, down the road in live action. But it was, you know, it, it was a huge success story in that series. People... People ask me about it all the time, and I, I honestly don't get tired of talking about it because I'm a huge fan of it. And, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know that because you know I, I am constantly tweeting Wonderbat things um, because I just I think that the audience really responded to it, and Kevin and I responded to it. So you know, it, it's a great piece to to the puzzle. It really is. Yeah, and it, they didn't they weren't heavy handed about it either. There's you know there's a couple no. episodes and. And that was that. And I feel like everyone was so satisfied with that from an audience perspective. One, because like you said, you know, Diana is the standalone character. But but also whatever love interestness they needed from the show, they got from John and Shaira. So exactly. there, there wasn't and, and, a call and that, for it. And that was an incredible coupling. I mean, oh my God. you know, you have Phil OTP. and Maria Canal-Ferreira voicing those two parts that... You know, they did an amazing job with that. And that was a full-blown romance that was acknowledged. It was a breakup. You know, with Wonder Woman and, and Batman, with Bruce and Diana, it's just, you know, a dance here and there, a kiss on the cheek, um, you know, her getting buried alive and him thinking she's dead. You know, the normal everyday stuff. Right, right. <laughs> Them being turned into kids together and her being right, bossy. Exactly. You know, it's, it was what it right. is. She gets turned into a pig. He has to sing to save her life. You know. It's oh, my God. taken Things taken from real life. Did you do the the pigs? Um, Come on, sounds or, or what's that? Frank Welker. Was that you? Um, you know what? I don't remember the pig sounds, so it was probably Frank Welker. Um, but I and what stands out to me about that episode, which is one of my favorites, by the way, that was written by Caldini, mm-hmm. is that walk in the watchtower at the end of the show where yeah. she knows he's saying. Right. And he doesn't know until she starts humming the song, Am I Blue? And I see that's, those are the moments that just make me giddy. Yeah, <laughs> you, so sweet. you and me both. I'll be honest, after I saw that episode for the first couple times, I don't watch the whole thing because I don't like seeing Wonder Woman turned into a pig. Like, I have issues with that. But I always scroll to the end so I can hear Kevin Conroy sing. <sighs> and, and then, and, and, then and, and if you've ever been to a Comic Con with Kevin Conroy, um, you can hear him sing because oh he God. he sings a lot. No, he no. sings the song a lot, and no, you know it's no. it's part of the repertoire now. No, no, I can't. No, I can't. Nice. It's one thing to watch it on the TV and then watch the hallway scene that follows because that gives me closure, right? Seeing Bruce and Diana like <laughs> that little okay, okay, cool, tit for tat, everything's good. But to see Kevin Conroy sing in real life, like I'm going to need closure, and I'm pretty sure they would have a problem with me bum rushing the stage. So. It's no, probably... it would be good. It would be good because, and I'll, you know what, I'll send you a picture um, of me and Kevin at New York Comic Con from two years ago, or last year actually, when after he finished singing, you, it, we just kind of embrace, and um, it's one of my all-time favorite pictures, 
and I'll send it to you guys when I'm do- when we're done with the interview. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank and uh, you. Triple Nation, you heard it here live from Susan Eisenberg's mouth. Kevin Conroy will not be upset if I bum up the stage after he sings at me. He's, he's, he's used to it. He's used to it. The, the fans, you know what he does when he comes into a Comic-Con, he'll, when he co- goes to his table in the morning to sign the autograph mm-hmm. and to meet the fans, um, he stands up on a chair and he says, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And the place goes, wild i mean it just erupts and you know he just he's he's just so special and thus this 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 recorded show will be used as testimony when you have to um you know go to court court? against the the, (laughs) listen listen your honor listen your honor i had it on the highest (laughs) authority i'm talking ambassador wonder woman said I could say this, so I'm not trying to hear anything. Any, I don't want to hear any of your man's laws, okay? I have it on authority from Diana Themyscira herself that I could hug this man after he sings at me and me alone in front of this crowd of 3,000 people, all right? Amen. I should also... Yeah. I no, should, he, he loves it. I should also point out that that episode was the inspiration for my daughter, who was a huge Wonder Woman fan because she grew up on Justice League. Um, she is li- Thanks to her daddy. <laughs> Hey, I, I raise them right. She's uh, she's uh, good. She's out there <laughs> in the Air Force in New Mexico right now with her menagerie of pets in her house, including her okay. her pet pig named Diana. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! Excuse me, excuse me while I wipe the tear away. <laughs> she's real. So touching, I- such a touching story. <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm looking through your credits as we as we noted. You you've got. Um, of course, you did the long stint with Justice League and with a few of the animated movies. You actually did the voice of Viper on Jackie Chan Adventures. Um, you were Love that show. You were in a superhero squad show. You were in Avatar: The Last Airbender as Sela. Susan doing work. Doing work. She's done video games, <laughs> Brute Force, Jacks Two, Three, and Ten, Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, uh, Fracture, uh, The Elder Scrolls Five, Mass Effect Three. Holy cats! She's done work. Do, do it, you it, like? Do you sleep? Like, <laughs> she, you know what? It. it, it it sounds busier than it is. I mean, unless you're a, um, a main character in the video games, you really don't work that much. Um, with Skyrim, I worked a lot because I played so many different characters. Yeah. So, but otherwise, like Mass Effect, I think I did one day. Destiny, where I'm the voice of the human female player, I mean, I think that was very few sessions. Um, so it depends on, you know, on what you're, obviously, injustice is, more of a contribution because I'm I'm Wonder Woman in that, so it's it's uh, was you know many sessions. But unless you're like I say, unless you figure prominently in the story, you're not going to spend that much time in the studio. Now this so, is yeah, I mean I'm not that busy. This is going back a little bit. This is going so back. you can come back. Mm-hmm. What you're saying? Okay. She's saying she's saying right. what you got. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this is going back a little bit, but I nerded out looking at your um, looking at on IMDb. That you yeah. did a voice on a, a uh, cartoon series that is near and dear to my heart, but only lasted, I think, only one season, maybe two seasons. Um, and that was Life with Louie. Oh, was... man. Yeah, that was a great gig. Oh, I love that. That was a great gig. Yeah. I mean, that, that was one of my first jobs, my first, one of my first professional jobs. And, um, you, know, I, I, you know, that was just exciting to, to have that work. I mean, again... You know, you look back on your career and you see, like, okay, that's where it started, and that you're doing it for this 
lengths of time and that you're just constantly learning how to be more relaxed and more real and more comfortable um, creating these characters. So I love doing Life with Louie because, I mean, if you hear it, you don't think Wonder Woman. No, you do not. Um, and, and right, it's, but that's why I like, that's why I like um, Shock T in, in Star Wars, The Force Unleashed, because she doesn't sound anything like Wonder Woman. Um, and so that makes me happy, too, because it, 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 for the fans, they can say, oh, I didn't know you did that or this or that. And it's great. You know, as, as grateful as I am for Wonder Woman, it's nice to um, have people recognize some other work as well. Did you come out the box wanting to be a voice actor? No, I came out of the box wanting to be an actor. And I studied acting and I was lucky enough because I had a wonderful boss who was a director, a film director, and he put me in a movie. Um, and I was lucky enough to learn fairly early on that I didn't feel comfortable in front of a camera, but I felt very comfortable in front of a microphone. Mm. And when I discovered that, I decided to take classes specifically for voiceover. And that's when I said, okay, you know what? I, I think I'm going to try this as a career. Um, and I haven't looked back since. Well, once you, once you land the gig as Wonder Woman, why look back? Yeah, really. Yeah, really. You can, I mean, right. But as you know, I mean, as you know, and this is a really tricky deal, it, there, you can't feel an ownership of the character. And it's really hard not to, I'll tell you, honestly. It's really hard not to feel possessive of her. Um, but you can't because you're going to see, and I've already seen her being voiced by many different other women. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Ka- Kevin sometimes doesn't get to voice Batman, although that's very rare. Yeah, but that's not but, really Batman. So <laughs> there you go. Well, and that's, and that's very sweet, but unless there's like this huge movement, um, you know, they, they tried different people and, yeah. um, and you know, it, it, you just have to breathe and, and accept it because, um, that's the way it is. I mean, it's a business and it, you know, um, as, you know, as, as known as I am in, for the justice League, I'm not a celebrity and that makes a really big difference in terms of marketing how they can market these products. Right. And, um, you know, so that's just the reality. So as, as, as groovy and as incredible as it is to have interviews with people and, and to feel that, that the show mattered to them and, and me voicing her mattered. Um, the reality is, you know, when people say, well, why didn't you do this? Or what made you decide to do this? And you're like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm an actor. And at the end of the day, I'm waiting for my agent to call with a gig Mm-hmm. And if that's Wonder Woman, that's like the happiest thing in the world. But if it's not, you know, you gotta you gotta keep moving. Well, you're better than me because I'd have walked into every audition ever. Like, oh, I am Wonder Woman. Do you know who I am? Do you know? Do you see this belt? Do you see this lasso? You don't see this tiara? <laughs> you don't recognize my gauntlet. Come on, dog. Right. No, but that's where you and I differ because I don't actually wear the bracelet. I do um, have the lasso sometimes, but it's in my purse. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. it's, it's not something that. Yeah, it's not something I like, you know, put out there. Um, but no, it's hard. As I said, it's really, really hard. And you want to, you want to take, um, you know, you just, you want to be your best self, and you want to take the high road. And sometimes I manage to do it, and sometimes I can just sit here and be like stewing about a part I didn't get or something I wasn't invited to. And it's hard. It's definitely hard. But again, that's the reality of not being a celebrity. Okay, I'm going to kind of like modify a question that Kennedy kind of came up with oh my God. for you. Um, 
I'm curious. I don't believe you. I'm not going to. I'm modifying it. I don't it. believe you. I'm modifying Co- it. Co- I'm modifying Co- it. Because I, because okay, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Because I can imagine in your home, it's it's just you know just laid out, you know, or there's probably like one little room that's just Wonder Woman out. You know what I mean? Right. But, but is yes. there one Wonder Woman item that is just so unique that you're like, wow, this has to be like the only one, and it's living in your home? Um, I would say. Right off the bat, the first thing is I have cells um, from the Justice League of Wonder Woman that Bruce Tim obviously drew, and they're signed by Bruce and they're signed by me. And you know they're of the you know when the show was just starting, so it's early Diana, um, and that's probably the most extraordinary thing I have. Wow. Uh, just you know, I don't know, maybe eight cells of her, of, 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 uh, Wonder Woman. The other thing is, you know, and it's not, it, it's not unique because other people have gotten it, but you know that, the, um, it's not a mannequin. What is it? You guys, Statue, you know, figure. the, the mecha- figure, yeah. you know, so it's just her on the stand. Um, and we all got our characters the first year of the show. And, you know, she, my character and, and my, she stands there in my, house very prominently so I can see her a lot and you know <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I just take strength from from her because you know she's just a part of me at this point oh this is beautiful okay <laughs> all right <clears throat> this is, I mean really the, the time has come Susan yes Susan Eisenberg yes the voice of Wonder Woman the time has come for you to become one with the Tribble Nation. But to do that, you must yeah. first give yourself a Tribble designation that indicates where your geek lies. So, what will be your Tribble designation? So we talked about this, right? Yes, we did. Don't be putting the Bruce. Hold up, hold up. Excuse me, Susan. Don't be putting the Batman voice on Susan. She is not impressed. All right? Calm that down, Goldicott. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but we talked about the name thing, you know, because I came up with a name, right? Yes, she she came up and, with Princess Tribble. I think we right, and it was taken. Yes. Um, so I I've been thinking about this in all seriousness, and it's it's been, you know, like I was I was going to think like Simskira or um, you know Diana Prince. And honestly, what do you know has not been taken that would be appropriate for the character? You know, it's not about the character, though. It's about you. This is where, what Susan geeks out about. You're at a party, you're in a coffee shop, you're somewhere talking to people, and this topic and conversation pops up, and you light up because this is you. This is your thing. You've got all of this. You've got the collector's box edition three times over, printed in mint and signed, or, you know, whatever it is. We've People get creative with it, you know? We've Lens Bat Tribble and Storm Tribble. We've got a Tribble called Quest, you know? And you actually had uh, just recently, I saw on Twitter, took a picture with uh, Phil Lamar, who uh, who is... Samurai tri- Tribble. He's Samurai Tribble. Um, he is. Yeah. He is indeed. I took another picture today with him because we were um, on the picket line, but that's a whole other conversation for another Ooh. time. But 
So, but, you oh, know, yeah. honestly, when I geek out the most is for my soap operas. I mean, they're my... Really? Like, I love them. Yeah, I love my soaps. I love them. Are and you serious? That I, is awesome. Like, like, what, oh, I love them. Are you like, all of them? Like, what's your soap? What's, what's the one that's... I, honestly, can I just tell you that, like, one of the best nights of my life was Phil Jimenez, who draws Wonder Woman. Yeah. And Greg Weissman, who created Young Justice. We mm. were in Palm Springs for the Comic-Con there, and, like... Ten of us went out for dinner after the con that day, and we were. It turned out that Greg grew up on soaps, and Bill and I are friends, and I knew he loved soap operas. Um, and we had the greatest in-depth conversation about like evening soaps, daytime soaps. It was just the best. Oh, so and just all like, soap operas, all soap operas. Well, specifically daytime, okay. but then we threw in a little bit of Knott's Landing. Oh, we, wow. Like, we love Knott's Landing. And, and, and today on the line, the picket line, there was Kevin Dobson. You know, like, I saw Kevin Dobson from, you know, Knott's Landing. And I was wow. just, <laughs> you know, hi, Kevin. <laughs> you know, it, was just, it was ridiculous. It was, and one of my closest friends is Ken Schreiner, who was the Green Arrow in mm-hmm. Justice League Unlimited and plays Scotty Baldwin on General Hospital for 40 years. Oh, so, my God. That, that is Scotty. Let me find yes. out Susan Eisenberg is novela triple. Those are Spanish soap operas. Yeah, so. those are Spanish. I know. Ooh. I know. She's like, oh, yeah. she's like, I, I got watch them too. <laughs> Get off my oh, TVR. <laughs> um, so it would have to be something with, like, you know, daytime triple. Or it would have to be something like soap diva. Or, or, or I'm, I, 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 I don't want to put this on you. But kind of combining the whole aspect of Wonder Woman and soap operas, you could be the Guiding Tribble. <gasps> you watch Guiding Light? I, I grew up on Guiding Light a little bit. Guiding Light in general. Oh. The ladies in the green room just flip the flip out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I miss Guiding Light so much. But anyway, that's a whole different topic. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that one. You could be. I like it. You could be the bold and the triple. All oh, my triples. All my, all my triples. Um, General um, triple. The, young, the, the triple and the beautiful. The young and the triples. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the days dun, of our triples. Nice. The days of our triples. Oh, nice. <laughs> the days of our triples. Triples of our lives. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. One life to triple. <gasps> that's oh. it. That's it. That's yo, it. Yo, that's it. That's it. That's it right there. That's it. Yo, you. Yo, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Susan Eisenberg, because you came up with one life to triple, so that's why I love it. So you, so it's Susan Eisenberg, one life to triple, aka the guiding triple. <laughs> Yo, oh, but her, she should be one life to triple with her aka guiding triple, because you gave her the guiding triple. She came up with. That's what that's I said. What he said. Oh, that's I thought exactly he said, what I said. my biscuit, my biscuit, my bed. Oh, okay, that's adorable. My biscuit, that is adorable. <laughs> oh, you like that? You like that? You like yeah, that? That's she goes, adorable. She gonna steal that. I know. I'm telling you. She <laughs> Every time she say, "Oh, you like that?" Was me. That was me from Philly with love. You know and you and you never introduced yourself, so I don't know really. Except, I mean, I know Len because we've been corresponding, but you have to introduce yourself so I actually know who I'm speaking. All with. right, let's, let's oh, do it in style. Well. Let's do it in style, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Susan. This is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And I'm joined by... Hello, Susan. My name is Kennedy. I am the Storm Tribble. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Master Tribble Emac. Short for Jedi Master. Do you like how I... I love it. I, get, I love it. I, I put and on... your voice sounded so good. I mean, that's a Diana voice. Oh, well, thank you. 
<laughs> I thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you noticed I grew it myself. <laughs> okay, okay, so. Good. All right, so. Oh my God! All right, calm, calm down, Kitty. I'm good. I just had to get it out. We're good. All right, all right, all right. So, Susan, <laughs> yeah. We we have to make this official. So to do that, you have yeah. to take the triple oath of allegiance. So okay. uh, with that in mind, I need you to pay attention to uh, Emac, the master triple, who actually is the creator of the triple oath of allegiance. Okay. All right. So it's a fairly painless procedure from here on out. All you have to do is repeat after me. Okay, good. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. What is the what was the first line? I didn't hear it. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Welcome. Susan Eisenberg, a.k.a. One, One Life, Life to, to Tribble, a.k.a. The, the Guiding, Guiding Tribble. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I love it. Oh, okay. I love it. Okay. So now, so, so we're all going to turn around now. We're all going to close our eyes. We're all going to turn around. <laughs> and we're going to ask you, okay. if, if you could please. You're listening to Black Tribbles yeah. on 106.5 FM. In a voice of Wonder Woman. <laughs> If you can, all right, all right, all right, calm down, guys, calm down. So we're going to, okay, so wait, we're going to a minute, wait a minute, you guys, wait a minute. You don't need to turn around because you're on radio. It's only I, for people who are in the room with me. We were just trying to make you feel more comfortable. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we did it for you. We did it for you. <laughs> it's for you, Diana. It's for you. It's all for you. It's like we're a league. Don't don't, oh don't, my God. don't do that to don't us. Don't do us. Don't, don't do that. Please, because we will show up at your house tomorrow. <laughs> Kate out. <laughs> you know, I have a sister who lives in South Jersey. I'm just saying, next time I come visit, maybe I come into the studio and do this in person. How have a triple? That's all you had to say. That's all. Listen. Yes. yes. We here. Yes. 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 We here. Yes. Please. See. I mean, we got availabilities. If you want, like, like the holidays is coming up. If you coming over now, like just let us know. Is we here? I will let you know for mm. sure. I will let you know. Okay, okay, okay. So now, uh, <clears throat> oh god, I have a headache. All right, this all is right, too so, much. So now, if you could please, uh, <clears throat> oh girl, you got Len over here flustered, hon. In the voice, you should see this. In the voice, <laughs> if you could please say. Just, we just, 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 because we don't know if she wants to say. You're trying to get a drop, and we should get a drop as Susan. Right, that's what I'm saying. But okay, so, so, this is this is Susan Eisenberg. Voice of Wonder Woman, and you're listening to. Oh, you know what? You're dropping out. I can't hear. Okay, you, you should. If you could, if you could just say, "This is Susan Eisenberg," and you can put in the voice of Wonder Woman. If you can, if you can't, I understand. This is Susan Eisenberg, <laughs> and you're listening to Black Tribbles. Ready? Yes. This is Susan Eisenberg, and you're listening to Black Tribble. That was, that was really. That was that was um. Uh, Len, Len just Len squirming in his chair. Um, We're gonna need to switch that out. I'm a yeah. I'm a Len. Yes. And do you want a little Wonder Woman? Yes. Yes. If you don't mind. You okay. Don't. Okay. Ready? Yes. Superman, meet me at the Watchtower. We need to talk about Batman. I'm not sure what we need to do, but we need to have a plan. 
There you go. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. Oh, okay. oh God. Oh. Oh, oh, God. oh, oh! They, they're they're, they're going to need a new chair. Yo, WPPM. I just, I just, that was. Mm, I'm watching my language, but that was effing great. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. That was effing that. great, effing great. Yeah. I, I definitely need a cigarette now. I quit smoking years ago. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God! You realize it was a cartoon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so that don't that don't that's that's when when we're watching that Wonder Woman, I mean she's talking to everybody, but I know it's true. Oh god. Okay. All right. All right, Susan. <laughs> Woo! You have everybody flustered. Congratulations. Yeah, Cuz I need to go to sleep right now. <laughs> no you don't. We got to run the show, dog. What no, you doing? No, no, I got some dreams to have. Oh my so, god. Uh... <laughs> okay. And I will send you the picture. I will send you the picture of me and Kevin from um the the reunion. Please do. Um, that's like one of my favorites, okay? I'll email it to you. Please do. Susan, this has indeed been a, a pleasure and an honor to speak with you uh, in celebration of 75 years of Wonder Woman uh, and today being celebrating 15 years of Justice League, which means 15 years ago you first entered into our worlds proper. And mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. want to say thank you so much thank you and and honestly Len thank you for reaching out to me and inviting me on the show um from the moment you did I I was really looking forward to appearing on the show so thank you oh snap you should see (laughs) first of all Len always got a big smile so that's nothing new but right now he's like 98 percent teeth like (laughs) (laughs) you just lit it up hey listen susan shameless plug if you're not doing anything in like two minutes you should stay listening to the show because there's going to be this awesome radio drama about wonder woman and the amazons that helped make her so oh my god that's cool okay thank you stay tuned all right thank you thank you susan and you have a a blessed night thank you all right all right, and don't forget to yeah. Let us know when you in Philly because we we will definitely show up at your house. Absolutely, <laughs> we will make Absolutely. it happen. I will definitely, I will definitely let you guys know. All right, nice. Susan, take care. Okay. Bye bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Thank you. Have a great night, you guys. Thank bye-bye. you too. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <sighs> oh, oh my God. Oh. Okay. All right, I can breathe again. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <gasps> so so all right. My face hurt. What y'all do tonight? I don't know. Talk to Wonder Woman. What you do tonight? Not, nothing that cool. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <honey. laughs> All right. Uh-